Welcome to Catholic Conversations. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. And today I'm going to be talking about the Roe v. Wade thing. Yeah, another person talking about the Roe v. Wade thing. I understand you're like, oh, I've heard it a million times already at this point. Uh, but it's only been a week, actually, since it's happened. And I didn't want to put anything out earlier because I wanted to see how things started developing and what news was going to be coming out over the course of the week. So, and I've been talking to a lot of people about this issue, listening to pretty much everyone uh, in the Catholic sphere, in the secular sphere, and it's pretty wild what's going on here. Everybody has something going on, so we're going to be talking about that today, and I'm going to try to cover everything that's been that's going on from a Catholic perspective and some things that no one is talking about. There are some things that none of the Catholic commentators are talking about, none of the political commentators are talking about, and I think it's very detrimental the fact that it is not being addressed. So we're going to jump into it right now. I have a list of things going on, and I'm going to be playing some clips for you, and hopefully— they work out. I'm not entirely sure. This will be my first time trying to play clips for you guys. So we'll see what ha ends up happening. And I need to make sure I got everything set. Okay. So the first thing is this decision is going to be the mark of the first time that a Supreme Court decision or opinion was released to the public prior to the actual voting and the case that people bring up of something similar happening was uh, one other case, and I'm forgetting off the top of my head which case it was. I want to say it was the Dobbs v. Jackson case, but I'm not entirely certain. And the uh, and it was released like a couple days before, and that and it was uh, not entirely the same kind of situation because of that. And whenever this happens, this is a humongous deal because the court is supposed to be separate, separate from the will of the people. Because whenever we have our judicial system in America, it's kind of strange in one sense because we kind of have the powers of a monarchy, but we split them up into three parts, uh, legislative, executive, and judicial whereas traditionally that would be done by the monarch, right? Here, the judicial branch is supposed to symbolize the rational nature of man. And so the judicial branch is supposed to be a little bit aloof from the sentiments of the people and the realities on the floor and more deal with things in theory and according to what we have going on in our political system, meaning the Constitution in our case. So... That's a problem, especially since the left has been against this idea for a very long time now. They've been trying to uh, very explicitly take over the courts in order to make it something that it is never supposed to be before it, which is a political entity. So one thing that happens with this being released is the fact that these judges are now in grave danger. And people were saying this immediately after that this got released. They were saying, OK, this is bad. Their lives are going to be in danger because the people, these leftists, are willing to murder. And how do we know they are willing to murder? Because they kill babies and they support the murder of babies. That is a grave problem. That is a very grave problem whenever you have a political party that is willing to murder babies, right? So what does this entail? And the situation is that uh, a couple of days after people were predicting this, they're saying, oh, you're crazy. You right wingers are saying that they're going to kill people, yada, yada, yada. What happened? We started seeing people all over 
start calling for their deaths. And I'm going to try to see if I can play this clip for you of someone saying that they're going to that they're going to murder people. Viewer, viewer discretion is advised because this is very, very quite disgusting, actually. But let's see if I can play it. Here we go. Let's see. There's no sound yet. I need to fix this. And once I do, then they will be sound. <laughs> Let's okay. fucking do there that shit. So, uh-uh. You're not we have a bunch of people talking about this no. particular no. issue. And each one of these people are saying There's absolutely, like, bonkers things. One solution. They're saying how they're, this guy, for instance, he says, oh, you know, we're going to tell you got to do. It starts with a V and ends with an E. And it doesn't. And I don't mean vote. What does that mean? Ends with the Of course, he's talking about violence. He's talking about violence because uh, for them, words are violence, right? And and so if words are violence, then I should be able to respond in kind, right? And that's kind of the mentality that these leftists are having towards what's the situation they're in. Like this woman over here. Okay, this is very gross. Viewer discretion is very much advised. Uh, But here she pulls a knife and says that she's going to stab the Supreme Court justices. If today. Roe versus Wade gets because overturned, because she disagrees with their decision, because there will to be the mayhem in who, these streets. This issue of abortion. You think the global protests around George Floyd were big? You just fucking wait sacraments. when you launch an attack they really desire on the death 50% of, babies. of the and American I can actually prove that because you supported our number of cases on Twitter recently, I've actually had these people admit to me that they the support now, the murder of babies. And let me see if I can if show that to you this, yeah, right now that, by that pulling it up here. Let's see. I got the pitchforks. So there it is. Right here, I was tweeting on Twitter, let us pray for the end to abortion, calm, courage, and confidence. I said that because, you know, the idea here is that uh, the abortion is going to be overturned. And everybody was celebrating, but I was very cautious because I, I'm just a, I, I have a hermeneutic of suspicion just in general. I don't trust people. I don't trust things. I want to know. I want to verify what's happening. So when this came out, at first we didn't have confirmation that it was a real leak and that it could have just been fabricated, could have been fake. And then we had confirmation that it was real later on. Even if it was real originally when I first tweeted this, it was the case that we could not necessarily celebrate yet because it was just a early opinion. And it is clear that these people were releasing this, whoever released this, was probably trying to intimidate the court, trying to get the court to switch, to change their mind, to try to move their opinion down the road to try to lose votes, to scare them. And as we see now, people are literally threatening their lives. So very dangerous. So what do we see here? This person here responding to my tweet saying, let us pray for the end to abortion. Calm, courage, and confidence. Because that's the attitude that we need when we're addressing these issues. When we're addressing these issues and the emotions are high, especially with something like this, and we also have the stakes could not be higher, and there are people everywhere that are attacking us, well, we have to have that spirit and those virtues of a calm, courage, and confidence. Calm meaning that we need to remain calm. We have to temper ourselves, have prudence in our decisions. Courage, so that way once we use our wisdom and use our prudence to make the right decisions, that now we may execute those decisions because if we make the right decisions but we fail to actually execute them, well, then we have failed completely and entirely. And then confidence because our confidence is not within ourselves but within Our Lady. 
And so I will talk a little bit about that at the end, about um, our trust in the Blessed Virgin Mary toward the end of this episode, because there are some things that I think are very important that people we need we really need to be discussing. Okay, if they actually- so the I don't want to play that again. Um, so one thing else that is going on here is the fact that if one of the judges dies, if God forbid that and that ends up happening, well, the problem that we are going to face here is that if it happens, then we are going to actually have the decision not go through because they have not voted on it yet. And because they have not voted on it yet, and your position on the Supreme Court is a lifelong position, meaning it's lifelong. So if you die, you no longer hold the position. And so you cannot have a case where the Supreme Court uh, justice dies and they continue with what they would have voted. So if one of them is murdered, then Joe Biden will get to choose the next Supreme Court justice. And if they choose, he's going to choose a liberal. The, the liberals do not fail in choosing their progressivist, as we've seen with uh, Ketanji Brown and, or Ketanji Jackson. I don't know what her name is, uh, but I'm not giving her three names. So this has very important. So that's why the Supreme Court justices were then doxed. So they actually released the names and the addresses, not the names, because we already knew the names, but they released the addresses. They doxed the Supreme Court justices. And so now there's protests happening outside of their houses right now. This is a grave intimidation. They need to be impartial and make the right decision but at this time, they need calm, courage, and confidence. They need those prayers, especially since three of the Supreme Court justices, I think three, maybe more, have are Catholic. So we need to pray that they receive those virtues of calm, courage, and confidence, because right now they need it more than ever before, because these people are coming after their lives and trying to intimidate them, trying to them to trying to get them to if not overturn the will of the people, which is the to overturning of Roe v. Wade because Roe v. Wade is gravely evil. Now I want to play for y'all a clip with Elizabeth Warren. Let's see if I can play this without uh, making it too annoying. Let's see. There we go. Okay. So this is the video with Elizabeth Warren. And Elizabeth Warren, you know, she's an old lady. She's like coming to the end of her life. She is pretended to be a Native American, so that way she could have a position of power in the government and failed in that, in her task and her journey to do such a thing. And she is furious about the fact that babies are not going to be murdered. And the worst part about this is that Roe v. Wade doesn't actually abolish abortion in America. It doesn't. I wish it did. And if we live in a just society, they would ban it because it's clear that a baby, if anyone has a right to life in America, if the Constitution protects anyone's life, then that would also include infants. It would also include babies, right? But not the case for in this situation. That makes no sense to me. And people say, oh, we just need to return it to, to the courts. We need to return it to the states and have a states' rights issue. Okay, praise be to God. I'm fine with having a step in the right direction. I'm okay with that. I would rather it be completely abolished. The problem is when people act like this is our desire, that we want this. When reality is, 
Elizabeth Warren is kind of right. We do want to abolish abortion. She's kind of right. We want to get rid of it entirely, 100%. I want to get rid of it. I do not want there to be a legal abortion in America, and I wish the courts would do it. I have no doubt in my mind, though, that they will not do it, that there is pretty much zero chance of them doing that. But this is a win. It is a win nonetheless. But here's the problem, and here's the main thing that I want to talk about today. The main thing that I want to talk about today is the fact that we cannot let ourselves fall into a malaise. We are very, we can very easily fall into a situation where we think that we've won and thus give up the fight. We can say, okay, we got it. Roe v. Wade has been overturned. We can give up. We can set down our, our forks. We can uh, set down our, our, our banners, our rosaries, our whatever it is that we're doing. We can put them down. And so that way we can just relax. This is not the case. We are in a war. This is a battle. If we win this battle, which we have not won yet, we pray that we will win it. And hopefully that'll come down very, very soon. And I'll talk about that in a second. But this is a battle. It is a singular battle. And if we win this battle, praise be to God, let's celebrate. But let's not overly celebrate. Because we have to celebrate our victories, praise be to God. If we win a battle, let's celebrate. Let's make sure people know that we've won a battle. But the battle is not the war. Because when we win the battle of Roe v. Wade, it does go back to the states. And we want to make abortion illegal in all 50 states. So now there are 50 battles across America. Now, the good news is, so I'm not going to be completely Debbie Downer, the good news is that there are actually a number of states that actually will have abortion banned as soon as Roe v. Wade is overturned. It has what we call trigger laws are, in, are invoked in a number of states in America, including my home state of Texas. So if you're watching online, you can actually see this graphic I put up by the New York Times, I believe, is the one who created this graphic. And it shows the states in red that have, are, have trigger bans, which means that immediately after Roe v. Wade is overturned, these laws go into effect and abortion will be banned in those states. You see the ones in orange, there's going to be some heavily restrictive laws that then go into, uh, to, into, into place that will heavily restrict abortion. The green laws in the green states, like California, New York, Maine, uh, Oregon, Washington, will have um, what's uh, no change at all to the law. And then the gray states show that there are no uh, laws in particular that say one way or the other, which surprised me is the fact that Florida is on that list. Florida actually does not have any laws in place that will ban abortion when a Roe v. Wake is overturned. So actually a friend of ours, Jim Haven, he is actually having the men's march happening in a month where he is trying to encourage Ron DeSantis to pass legislation to ban abortion in Florida. Because uh, it, it just shocked me. I didn't realize that Florida was not a pro-life state. And that, that just blew my mind. So that's something that we need to pray for. We need to get active. This is not the time to put our head in the sand. The thing that breaks my heart the most in this situation is the fact that people always talk about the silent majority, right? We have a silent majority. The most people disagree with gay marriage. Most people disagree with abortion. Most people disagree with the transgender ideologies. And if that's the case, then how is it that they get so far? It's because 
all that evil needs to succeed is for good men to do nothing, right? Well, we are great at doing nothing. We need to use whatever platform we have, whether it's a podcast, a YouTube channel, a Twitter, a Facebook, a Instagram, a TikTok account, use whatever platform you have to spread the message, to let people know that there are people who support this decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and ban abortion in America. This is very important. This is, I cannot state this enough. If we are silent, people get, think that they are in a silo, that they're alone in the world. And I know this for a fact because I will post things on Facebook that I think nobody sees because I don't get, get zero likes, zero comments. And out of the blue, I'll get a text message or a Facebook message, a private message saying, hey, Adrian, thank you so much for saying X, Y, or Z. I wanted to say something about it, but you know, I was just too scared to say anything. I get those messages all the time, so many of those. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Praise be to God. I'm glad that I could be of help. I'm glad that this is encouraging to you. The problem is we need to all stand up. If I'm the only one, then they can cancel me. If I'm the only one, then they can attack me. But if everyone stands up and does this, then they'll realize that they are the minority and we are the majority. Because this is the truth. This is the truth, right? And if this is the truth, then we should be not afraid to spread it, to tell the truth, not to lie to people, and not to just be silent instead, because people feel like they're alone. And so if you feel like you're alone in the world, right? If you feel like you're alone and no one else is out there to listen to you, that to help you, to support you, well, you're going to start thinking, well, maybe I was wrong about this, because everybody in the planet thinks that I'm wrong. Everyone on the planet says the exact opposite of what I'm saying. And if that's the case, then maybe I'm wrong and they're right. But what they don't realize is that they're not alone. They're not the only ones that hold these positions, right? And I think that's a grave situation that we have to rectify by actually speaking out. And you're saying, okay, Adrian, well, I don't have a huge following. I don't have a big Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I don't have a YouTube channel. I don't have a podcast. But you do have family and you do have friends, right? Are you going to spread that message to your friends and family? Are you going to be talking to your friends and family about this situation? I think we need to. We need to let our family know that they're not alone, one. And two, if your family and friends disagree, you need them to know that there are Americans who support this because people are going to be talking about this. And they're saying the vast majority of Americans do not support the decision of Roe v. Wade being overturned. But that's wrong. We need to show that's wrong. And we need to let our politicians know. So whenever the politicians are scrolling through social media or seeing these things, all they're going to see is people attacking them. We need to show that people support them. These people, these politicians do not have courage. They are not courageous men. And so if we do not fight for them, if we do not tell them what we want, what we are demanding, then they will acquiesce. They'll give up because they are not courageous people. And we need them to be courageous, right? Okay, so next thing, I'm, I think I've hammered that point enough, and let me know what you think. Comment down below. Uh, if you have any suggestions of how we can start doing this, then please let me know. Let me know in the comments of ideas so that other people can take those ideas and run with it. Okay, the thing is, the, so I think I already talked about this, Justice Samuel Alito, he has, the draft was released. It was a 5-4 vote banning Roe v. Wade, most likely. And so we'll see if that happens. Does Roe v. Wade ban abortion? No, it does not. Unfortunately, it only puts it back to the states. What is a woman? Okay, this is a great point that I think needs to be addressed. 
what is a woman, right? These leftists support transgender ideology. They think that men can become women and women can become men and there is no such thing as a woman and they can't define the word woman. The new Supreme Court justice that they are putting through has said that she can't define a woman because she's not a biologist. All this nonsense, right? Yet, now that we're talking about the abortion issue again, all of a sudden, everybody knows what a woman is. They say, this is an attack on women's rights. Ask them, what is a woman? What do you mean by that? It's an attack on woman rights. What's a, what is a woman? They say, oh, well, I was, this is, or, or here's another one. Here's another one. You'll get this on all the time. You can't talk about this because you're a man. And only women should talk about women issues. Well, what do you mean? How, how do you know I'm a man? I, did you ask me if I was a man? Because I could be a woman, right? I could be. It's possible, according to you. So what is a woman? I do not let them get away with this, just because I understand that this is not the issue we're talking about right now. And I also understand that in a debate-like structure, this is actually a, this would be kind of going off in left field to be a red herring, but we cannot let them get away with this. Because right now, they're showing their inconsistency because they don't actually believe in these things. They're using them, they're revolutionaries, and they're using these ideas to push their agenda, but they don't actually believe them. So just say, are you being transphobic? Why are you saying this? Because I thought men could give birth. We have emojis. If you have an iPhone, there is an emoji for a pregnant man. So how does that work exactly? So these are issues that we have to bring up. We have to hammer it. We cannot let people get away with even a small degree of freedom here. We cannot let them think that they can just change the language as they will. And that is a grave issue. So let hammer the point when you're having these discussions that these people are being inconsistent, that they don't actually believe what they claim to believe. Because if I can't even talk to you about what a woman is, then how on earth can we have any sort of discussion whatsoever about women rights, whatever that means? All right, moving on. Include, speaking of women, month of May, month of moms and month of Mary. Right. So we are living we are starting in the month of May, and this is the month dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is the day, the month that we have Mother's Day. And what does the left do for their mothers on Mother's Day? Well, you would think that they would uh, try to, you know, do something nice for their moms. Maybe go celebrate, go get some brunch. If they were good people, maybe they'd go to mass. Right. They go to mass and pray, do something like that. But no. These people do not want to do anything like that. Instead, they're encouraging rioting on Mother's Day. They want to, they're telling people this challenge, they're calling it, to go to a Catholic church and go and protest in the church, to walk into the church and protest it during mass. This is a sacrilege. This is a grave sacrilege and we cannot allow it. So we need to be prepared. How are you going to respond when this happens? It's going to happen. And so the question becomes, what will we do when it happens, right? So let us think about that today because they are planning on doing this and we have to be ready to respond adequately. If we do not respond adequately, our churches will be caught off guard. 
if uh, they come, we have to protect the Holy Sacrament. We have to protect our priests who are going to be saying mass. If they're saying mass, they can't be dealing with this. So we have to stand up and do something. So how are you going to do it? Are you going to stand, have people at the doors? Are you going to have people on the pews at the end of the pews getting ready? Are your ushers aware? This is something we need to be prepared to stand up and fight against. We have to be ready for it. It's going to come. It may not happen at your parish, but it's going to happen at some parishes. So this leads me to the next point, which is penance, penance, penance. Our Lady of Fatima appeared in 1917, and she said that we have to do penance for the world because of the outrages against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So what are you doing today? Are you going to be doing the first, five Friday, uh, the first nine Fridays and the first five Saturdays? Have you already done them? If you've already done them, why not do it again? Why not do it every week? Why not do it every month? Right? Because our Lord is being offended so gravely. We've had 60 million babies murdered in America alone. And that's like on the, on the lower end. Because that doesn't count all the babies who are killed with a Plan B pill. Or not all the babies killed through chemical abortions because we can't track all of those. And so it is a low estimate of how many babies have been murdered in America in the last 50, 60 years. This is very grave. This is so grave, such a grave issue that we have to do penance. And I find so few people talking about this issue of prayer and fasting and making reparation for outrages against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Moving on to that, or so yeah, that's, that's the thing. Um, then for Mother's Day, do something great for your mother, but also think of your spiritual mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary. What are you gonna do for her on Mother's Day and for the month of May? Our body, our choice, okay? There's an argument you always hear, and this, you know, the thing that's interesting to me, and I'm actually kind of happy about, in a sense, is that these people have become brazen. I showed you all a picture earlier of someone admitting about the fact that they are okay with baby murder, right? And so they are okay with baby murder. They've admitted it at this point. They said, I've asked them, you support baby murder? And they say yes. And politicians have said so. Joe Biden admitted that, they, that it is, in fact, a baby. He did an interview where he mentions that it was, in fact, a baby that's being killed. And they're okay with this. They're okay with having babies be killed. And in one sense, that is disgusting and an outrage and awful. But in one, another sense, it's actually a good thing because now they're at least being honest. Remember when they used to say safe, legal, and rare? Remember when they used to say we, this was in a horrible situation and it's terrible that anyone has to have abortions? And now they're saying, shout your abortion? Well, the good news is they're no longer saying our body, our choice. I mean, they're still saying it because they, all they can do is scream slogans. But the good news is, is that they actually recognize that there is another life involved and that this other life is, in fact, their baby. At least most people will agree. And in some people, the whole, it's a fetus uh, argument has kind of gone away. I mean, there's still some people who are just incredibly ignorant who still use that argument. And the problem with that argument is that a fetus is a stage of development. It means offspring. The word fetus literally means offspring. An offspring of what exactly? Well, what do human females have as offspring? Do they, do they produce dogs, cats, maybe a kangaroo? No, they produce other humans. Huh. Weird how that works, right? So a fetus is to human as a teenager is to human, as an infant is to human, as a elderly person is to human. These are all just stages of development, right? So that argument is absolutely bunk and should be just flushed on the toilet. Uh, so no uterus, no opinion. 
This one I get all the time because as a man, I will speak out against these things. They say, how can you be speaking about these things? You are not a woman. And I would go back to what I said earlier. What is a woman? Well, how, what do you mean? If no uterus, no opinion. So you're saying that only people with uteruses are women? That's very transphobic of you to say that. Huh. Weird, huh? And how do you know I don't have a uterus? What if I identify as having uterus? Oh, is that objective? Okay. Well, that's a, that's a problem. So there we go. There's another problem that they have destroyed their own argument. So as before, I'd, uh, you know, you would just talk about like, why do you think that uh, women are the only ones that can have an opinion about this matter? And you could attack them in that point. But no, this is actually easier now because of this whole position. And if I was like, well, okay, well, I'll tell you what. What if I just identify as a woman right now? What would you do? If I said, I'm a woman, uh, how would you, what would you say? I'm a liar? Well, how, what would you do? And so the, all these things, these are ways to get around these uh, ridiculous slogans that don't make any sense. Here's another one. Keep your rosaries off our ovaries. Absolutely disgusting. These people just try to use vulgar language, try to use the, uh, these like bodily functions. That's why they come up topless. These women come up topless because they're just trying to be vulgar. And the idea of having these idea of uh, the di dichotomy of something holy with something profane is absolutely ridiculous. You don't, that's, it's sacrilegious to be putting these two things together. Keep your rosaries off our ovaries. I, th that is just absurd. So instead, I say we do public square, square ros rosary rallies. Let's organize groups together and do public square rosary rallies. If you have never done a public square rosary rally, just get your friends together, go to a public square, make some signs that signify what you're out there for, and pray the rosary in public. Do the three mysteries of the Holy Rosary and pray the rosary and get as many people as you can to join you in a public place. And so that way, especially not private property, if you have questions, comments, or concerns about this, you can ask me, but also you can reach out to America Needs Fatima. They are more than happy to help organize public square rosary rallies. Okay, another thing, people are saying that these, these are violent attacks, right? And they're saying, oh, Adrian, you can't say they're violent attacks. You don't know that. Yes, I do know that because they're already being violent. In fact, we saw the violence start already whenever we had uh, the LA police being attacked. The LA police was attacked just a couple days ago, and this is a, a video of their somebody breaking their windows. And there was actually other videos that I did not clip of the police officers being chased down, the police officer trying to arrest someone, and they're coming after them, and one his partner trying to protect him. And their people were disgusted by it. And I was like, this is heroic of these men to try to stand up there. We need to back the blue and pray to St. Michael for these men who are defending order. So this is a grave issue, and not to mention the fact that they've already started vandalizing our churches. Here's a picture, if you're watching online, of St. Joseph's Church in Michigan, who had their, their stuff vandalized. They had their stuff vandalized with the number 666, St. Joseph's Church in Michigan. Absurd. They're attacking our churches. And we need to be prepared to defend our churches, to make sure these people do not get away with it. Here's another picture of the same church. It said St. Joseph's is an SSBX church in Armanda, Michigan. There's an, they spray painted an upside down cross with vulgarities and profanities on the church. And a lot of the, of, uh, I just can't even say, like just profane images. 
it's very gruesome, just very gross. These people are vile people. And I do not have respect for these people. I do not respect them. The good news is that there are a number of people, and I'll read to this to you. Been Just like I said before, this episode really is going to be a little bit more vulgar because of the situations. And so this is going to be a little gross to read out loud. But here it is. A Reddit user said, change your Tinder bio to deactivated because Roe v. Wade was overturned. No sex without human rights. Then delete the app. Lots of men don't care because they think it doesn't affect them, but it does. In a world where bodily autonomy, without bodily autonomy, we can't date the same way we dated in the world where bodily autonomy still existed. Partner choice follows different criteria now. Okay, praise be to God. Isn't that great that you have figured out the one way to avoid getting pregnant, which is not to have sex until you're married, right? If you have sex before you're married, you run the risk of getting pregnant. Do you not realize that? Did, did you not learn that in school? In your sex ed classes, did you not learn that? So instead, we rely on abortion to be a birth control. And this is gravely evil. And this is, goes on to a point where this is a self-hatred among pro-abortion people. These pro-baby murder people support the idea, support these ideas that the, they have self-hatred. They have a culture of death where they just promote death left and right, whether it be euthanasia, whether it be suicide, whether it be abortion. And no, there's no better example than here, where it's this person has a sign saying, I wish my mom had aborted me. Isn't that a sad reality? I, my heart breaks for this young woman because she obviously is damaged in a very serious way to think that she would wishes that her mother had aborted her. And there's actually a whole movement of people talking about how I did not consent to being born. There is a man who is suing his parents for having birthed him without his permission, which is absurd. Anyway, moving on to a different topic almost entirely. Is this case an impeachable offense? So if we find out that there was who did this leaking, which there are, assumptions of who did it and who did not do it and i won't speculate because i mean i it would just be guessing though there are some good indications oh you pretty much know it was from one of the liberal justices or one of the liberal clerks but if it turns out that one of the justices was involved would this be an impeachable offense well i think it would be and we've never had and to my knowledge at least not in recent memory an impeached member of the Supreme Court. So this would be a first time. This is a grave issue, but I think this is something that needs to happen. But I also think that it should not happen under Joe Biden because all that would do is succeed in giving us a more liberal justice because even the liberals on the court now are not as liberal as people like Katanji Jackson. This is very grave that we are in a situation where these people that we are putting into the court believe in things that are just contrary to basic reason, not even contrary to, to the law, but contrary to basic reason. And this is the problem that we have here. This is the problem that we have here is that in our situation, we desire as quote unquote conservatives to try to be moderate, to try to just, you know, stop where we're at. And I think that's a grave issue. 
because just like G.K. Chesterton said, he said progressivists are really good at making mistakes and conservatives are really good at making sure those mistakes are never corrected. Now, this is a serious uh, critique of conservatism. This is why I do not personally identify as a conservative, because being a conservative in my book means that you are trying to keep the status quo. But the problem is the revolution is always progressing, which is why they call themselves progressivists. They're always progressing forward because think about it this way. A progressivist is like a man riding a bike. As the man rides a bike, he continues to move, and the more momentum he has, the faster he goes, and the straighter he goes. The slower he goes, and the less momentum he has, the bike starts to lose balance, and it starts to topple. If the revolution ever stops, it topples over. Just like a man on a bike, if you try to balance on a bike, it's very difficult. You will fall over. And so the revolution has to continue progressing. And the problem is the conservatives are there yelling, stop right here. But the problem is that we are always at a different place now. For instance, gay marriage was not a thing just a few years ago. No one in the world would have thought, no one in the U.S. would have thought. Do you realize that gay marriage was shot down in California multiple times? In California, it went up for a vote and was shot down. Gay marriage was not endorsed by the people. The vast majority of people believe in real marriage because gay marriage is not a thing. It's not a thing. It will never be a thing because God does not recognize it. And I do not care about what the law says if it contradicts God's law because God's law is higher. So that's the problem with conservatism. That's the problem with gradualism that we are having. Because when we win a battle, most people will celebrate as if we've won the war, but we have not won the war. We have taken one step, and many people will start celebrating and give up the fight. But we cannot give up the fight because we will not win until we see the reign of Mary. And even when the reign of Mary comes, we still need a fight because we have to be vigilant to make sure we don't go backwards. So people have this strange idea that we want to go back to the 1950s where things were so great and people had homes and they had a toaster and they had a job and things were just hunky-dory, right? No, because the things in the 1950s led to 2021 or 2022 now. That's how we got to where we are. A pre-Row society gave us a post-Row society, right? So we don't want to go back to that. Instead, we want to go back to Christendom. We want to go back to a time when Christ is king and Our Lady is queen. That's our desire. No half-baked answers will be the solution. That's very serious. So I go back to what I was saying earlier. We have to continue to speak up. We have to have public square rosary rallies. We have to use the weapon that Our Lady gave us. The weapon of our times is the Holy Rosary. And it is through the Holy Rosary that Our Lady will save the world. Our Lady of Fatima has presented this to us and asked us to pray this rosary every single day and to wear the brown scapular. Are you doing it? Are you doing what Our Lady asked? If not, well, there's no reason why Our Lady should help us. And there's no reason why we should complain that the world is in a terrible spot because we're not doing our part. So let us do our part. Let's start doing this. And this leads to a very serious issue of a possible national divorce. 
Because if Roe v. Wade is overturned, the left quite literally will have all hell break loose. Because the demons love abortion. They love abortion more than anything else. This is the sacrament of the left. This is the thing they love more than anything else. They will fight to the death for the right to murder babies. It is a sacrament of Satanism. And so if this happens, God willing, let's pray that it does. Let's pray this, they succeed in putting this out and that none of these, uh, these men and women are murdered. Let's pray that, that this happens. Let's pray that they do this quickly. Like they need to release this ASAP because they were originally planning on releasing it in the middle or the end of June, but they need to get it out now before one, they change their minds and two, if they might get murdered. So we got to get this out. We have to rip the bandaid off and move on. When we move on, what will happen? Well, there may be a national divorce. There may be a splitting of the states. And when this happens, let me pull up that map again for y'all who are watching online the map shows states that have abortion laws that will be executed that will then ban abortion. The orange states and the red states are ones that will be heavily restricted abortions. This pretty much looks like a map almost split in two. It'd be very easy to have a national divorce on those boundaries. Obviously, you have some stragglers here and there, and I think Florida will turn red very easily. And when this happens, if this happens... We are going to be in a situation that we need to fight. Hopefully not with guns and, and weapons. I would, that would be horrible. I really do not want war. But if we can do this peacefully, I th that might be a good thing. Maybe this is something that we need to talk about. Maybe if you know someone that can talk about this issue, I'd be curious. But we're going to have to fight with our rosaries by getting our feet on the ground. So that way we can go and convert sinners. So that way we can go and we can convert these nations, these states that are promoting baby murder. And we have to go and we have to start taking over those states and taking them over for the glory of God. And then once that all happens, we can not still, we still cannot give up because now we've seen that we're seeing the rise of Satanism. We're seeing like say, oh, satanic rights to freedom of religion, yada, yada, yada. These are other issues that we have to fight against. The transgender movement is still moving forward and we have to go back and overturn the decision that gave us same-sex marriage, so-called. Because there is no right to same-sex marriage. That does not exist. It's not a real thing. And we have to get rid of it because it's an offense against God. Okay, one of the last things. Why are we releasing this now? Why was this released now? And what, are, what is being distracted from? The media doesn't move on to things without, not lightly. Of course, this is a very grave issue for the left. This is very important to them. But also, a secondary thing is that what are they distracting from? What is going on in the news that we're not hearing about? Now, I'm not, I'm not claiming that I know the answer to that question. It's just a question that I'm, I'm asking you. What am I missing? Is there something in the news right now that is very big that I'm just not hearing about because I'm so oversaturated with Roe v. Wade news? That scares me because whenever the entire media shifts on something, it's usually to cover up something else. Now, of course, this could be an exception to the rule because I do know that abortion is their sacrament and they will fight to the death, quite literally to the death for this. So that's my question to you. What, why release this now and 
What am I missing? What are they distracting us from? And where are the bishops at? Where are the bishops? Where are the priests at? I know there are some priests that are speaking out, and there have been a couple bishops that are speaking out, but this is one of the gravest issues in our time. This is a humongous deal. This is very grave, yet I've heard very, very little from the magisterium. I've heard very little from our prelates, from our priests. I heard very little. I wish that I have been seeing bishops left and right saying, oh, we support this. Oh, we need to go and protect our churches. Oh, we need to start preaching about this now. This is the chance. This is the time to pounce. We cannot give up right now. But I'm hearing nothing. And this leads me to my last point. We are outgunned. We are outfunded. We may be outmanned because of the silent majority, because we are all silent. So we may be outmanned. But what do we have that they do not? These people are on the side of Satan. Their father is the father of lies. Our father is the good father. Our father is God. And when we have God on our side, who can be against us? If we have the Blessed Virgin as our mother, if you saw my last episode, we talked about the prophets of the reign of Mary. Our lady is the woman in Genesis 3.15 who crushes the head of Satan. Let us pray that we become children of Mary so we too may crush the head of Satan with her. We may be co-crushers with the Blessed Virgin. So God is on our side. Let's pray. Let's double down on prayer. We have to double down on prayer. This is the main thing because we are not going to win this by our own hands. This is not the work of human hands. If we want this to be the work of human hands, it will fail. It will fail because they have outgunned us. They have outfunded us, especially out. We have no chance because they have big billionaire money. The vast majority of the government's on their side. We are so, it's like David and Goliath. But the good news is that if we have the faith like David, if we have the courage like David, if we trust the way David did, because you know, the church fathers or the saints rather, many of the saints have described the slingshot and the stones that David used as the Holy Rosary, the strap, the actual string itself being the bead, the string of the rosary and the rocks being the beads. And we are going to fling those beads, those Hail Marys, those invocations of the blessed Virgin, the, the invocation of the terror of demons the one who our lady just glances at and the demon hordes flee in terror. We have her on our side. So let us not discount it. Let's not discount prayer as an option, as something that's very important. And then finally, I'm going to end us in some stats because I was talking to a friend of mine who was saying she was listening to a lot of the different news and was not getting a lot of people talking about the what happens on the ground level to the individuals, like to the women at home who are, we are not prepared for a post Roe v. Wade society. Uh, the first thing I'll say to that is one, even if we're not prepared for it, we still have to do it just because it's right and just to do. Uh, second, I think that a lot of it is propaganda that we are receiving, where we're getting influenced with that we, and when in reality, we actually have things in place to help women. For instance, there are community health clinics that outnumber Planned Parenthood like by just wild numbers. I believe it's, let's see, the I have the stats here, 20 to 13. So we have quite a, quite a few health clinics out there already 
that are ready to help women. We also have the churches that are there to help women. I'm thinking of the Gabor Project is one thing that is very popular in Catholic churches. Can we do more? Yes. And we should start talking about those kind of things of how we're going to do it. Can the government do more? Well, that would be a discussion to have about policy. I don't—I really don't think about that kind of thing too much. But that's definitely something that's worthy of conversation, of redoing our situation with that. Second thing, abortion health risk. People will try to say that, you know, this is—if we—we got to have abortion because, you know, it's very dangerous for women to, have, to not have an abortion— you're already pregnant. You do realize that. So you're going to already have the effects of pregnancy, especially depending on when you have the abortion. But abortion actually increases breast cancer risk. It has other health risks, and it, ha it leads to serious emotional consequences. 421 women have died as a result of legal abortion, for the record. Not to mention the fact that the actual—well, did I just mention it? 421 women have died as a result of legal abortion. That's— is actually a low number because they do not report these numbers for one. And two, this does not include all the women who had abortion-related injuries, meaning perforated uteruses and things to that nature. These things happen quite often. We see, we try to record the hospital or ambulance visits to these uh, clinics that take the women out, but they don't report these. So it's hard to know. Another thing, abortion needed for health reasons. No, that's a lie. Only 5% of all abortions are done for the mother's physical or psychological health. And that's an important thing to know. Psychological health. So only 5% of abortions are done for the woman's physical or psychological health. I would willing to bet, I don't know because, I mean, that's all we know from the statistics, but I am willing to bet that the vast majority of that 5% are for psychological reasons. And psychological reasons are do not need to be something that you have diagnosed by a therapist. It just has to mean that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just distressed. That's not a good reason to murder someone. Rape and incest are often cited for reasons, and they are less than 1% of all abortions. So if you combine all the rape and incest abortions, it's less than 1%. So I still believe that rape and incest cases should not be allowed. You do not allow, you're not allowed to murder a, a child because of the sins of their father. But if that was the case, that they would do that, it's a disingenuous argument because they do not actually agree. They do not think. It's only 1% of all of the abortions. The next thing, why do women get abortions? The top three reasons listed was, one, they were unready for the responsibility. Two, they can't afford the baby now. And three, they're concerned about how, now, about how having a baby would change their lives. These are lifestyle reasons. These are not health reasons. They are worried about their lifestyle. That's important to note. Another thing, children being abused. They're saying that, okay, well, what if we had, you know, there's all these babies are going to end up in the foster care system. They're going to be abused if they're born into bad families. Well, first of all, I'd rather be in a bad family than dead, for one. And two, who are you to decide that their life is going to be so miserable that they'd rather be dead? Who are you to decide that? That's very important to note. Here are some statistics for you. In 1973, when abortion became legal in the U.S., there were 167,000 cases of child abuse and neglect reported. In 1980, there were 785,100 cases, an increase of 370% from 1973. Furthermore, in 1987, there were 2,025,200 cases reported, which represents an increase of 1,112%. Are you telling me that after having abortion legalized, 
we are supposed to, because, you know, we don't want these children to be abused and have a difficult life, that it actually has an inverse effect. Could it possibly be, and I'm, this is just me making a correlation, that the fact that the culture of death and this lack of Christian culture, this lack of Christendom, this lack of prayer, this lack of God, this lack of the church, perhaps that is the reason why we have an increase in abuse cases. It has nothing to do with abortion whatsoever. Now, the biggest lie is the back alley abortion lie. And then after this, I'm going to pretty much conclude and say goodbye. Back alley abortions, Dr. Bernard Nathanson, the co-founder of National Abortion Rights Action League, who became a convert to Catholicism, and he actually played the abortion doctor in the movie Unplanned, because he was, in fact, an abortion doctor. He admits that his group lied about the number of women who died from illegal abortions. And when testifying before the Supreme Court in 1972, he said, quote, we spoke of 5,000 to 10,000 deaths a year. He then confessed that, I, that he knew, he said, quote, I confess that I knew the figures were totally false. It was a useful figure, widely accepted. So why go out of your way to correct it with honest statistics, end quote. The National Center for Health Statistics reveals that before 1941, there were over 1,400 aborted-related deaths. Yet after penicillin became available to control infections, the number of deaths was reduced in the 1950s to approximately 250 per year. In, 1990, in 1966, with abortion still illegal in all states, the number of deaths had dropped steadily to 120. So it seems here that abortion has nothing to do with this issue whatsoever. It's about health care, about quality of health care. People just died more in the past. In the years from 1963 to 1969, there was an average of approximately 55 deaths per year due to illegal abortions. By the year before the Roe v. Wade Supreme Court decision allowing legal abortion on demand in all 50 states, the death rate for illegal abortion had fallen to 24 in 1972, with 25 additional deaths as a result of legal abortions. So there were actually one more death as a result of legal abortions than illegal abortions. Huh, imagine that. In 1973, there should have been a sharp drop in abortion-related deaths with abortion legal in all 50 states, and back alley abortions eliminated with their alleged total of maternal deaths. Yet abortion-related deaths increased again with 25 deaths resulting from legal abortions in 1973, 26 in 1974, and 29 in 1975. 90% of illegal abortions are actually done by physicians. So this coat hanger idea of an abortion never actually happened. Most women will just have the child. And if they are going to have illegal abortions, they tend to be done by physicians. I won't call them doctors. I won't. They, they are not obeying the Hippocratic Oath or whatever it is that they're taking nowadays because they're not taking that. So that's my analysis. And I just realized that I left this chart up the whole time. So whoops. But that's my analysis of the situation that we're in. That's my analysis of the errors that we fall that we are suffering through. So let's pray. Let us ask our Lord for intercession. Let's ask the Blessed Virgin to send down her graces that we may have courage, calm courage and confidence to fight against the revolution, to fight against this revolutionary spirit that hates life, that wants the death of children. Let's pray for that today because we are in a grave situation. Lila Rose is talking about yesterday how there, there are people are attacking pregnancy centers. 
They're attacking pregnancy centers. These people who claim to want to help women are attacking pregnancy centers because those pregnancy centers do not offer abortion. So just be in mind, these, there may be violence that are happening soon, maybe even this coming Sunday if, it's your, if you're watching this before Mother's Day. If you're watching after Mother's Day, you, will, you let me know what happened. Did, was there a spike in violence? What happened at your church? If you're watching it after, also be aware that this may happen soon. Because whenever the decision is decided, which maybe happened this week, next week, the week after, maybe in June, there's going to be a lot of things going on. There may be deaths, there may be riots, there may be attacks. Keep, let's see what happens. Let's, let's pray for this. Let's pray that none of these things come happen and I'm just wrong about everything. I Praise be to God if I'm wrong about everything. It just overturned and everything is hunky-dory. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, soapbox, negativities, positivities, or anything in between, leave a comment down below. If there is a topic that you want me to cover, especially in regards to the pro-life thing right now, that's just all that I can think of at the moment, uh, let me know. I'd be happy to talk about those issues. I'd love to do a deep dive in those things. So praise be to God. Let's end in an Ave Maria, as usual, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, e benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc in mortis nostrae. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.